Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me, as usual, from distant, distant, faraway lands is my good friend, Ethan Carter. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It must be Monday night, because we're recording. It is Monday night. You know, it's funny. Next week, we won't be recording on Monday night. Is that right? Yeah, because next week is, uh, next Monday is my anniversary, and my oh. wife made a special request that we don't record on our anniversary. Oh, I thought you were going to have her on as part of the anniversary present. No. Oh my God, that would be bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Two All of right, us. We'll take a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, so we're going to record probably um, either Sunday night, no, no, Sunday night's Rosh Hashanah. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess we're recording Tuesday night. Sunday's not an we'll option. We'll figure it out. Well, you don't want to miss your... I don't know how much football you watch, so I don't know if yeah, you want to no, miss it's... any NFL stuff Sunday night or... It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, can, I can miss it. We actually, believe it or not, after talking about having guests for now, <laughs> was three three episodes into I the return? I think so, yeah. Probably. We actually have a guest. And a great one at that. Yep. And we have teased having her um, multiple times. In fact, you know what? I'm going to let you introduce her, Ethan, because you know her better than I do. That's fine. So our special guest, actually, I'm, I first came across her um, on another podcast, um, and we'll, we can get to that, but um, the second I heard her telling her story, I was like, this, she is badass and awesome. And since then, we've been friends. Um, we met at WorkbenchCon, and um, I'm not going to tell you what she does. I'm going to let her do that. But our guest today is Brandy Obey. Hello. How are you doing, Brandy? I'm fine. I was trying not to trip over myself or uh, <laughs> say, oh, oh, that's so sweet. I know, it goes back, right? <laughs> oh my God, when, 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 we, when I asked her to be on, she was like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, because you're interesting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it was so funny. I love, I love that, that, that humility. Like, it's like, right. who, like me? me? Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny too, because she reminded me of the reaction that we got when I asked Sharon to be on. I was like, yeah. why would you want to talk to me? I'm like, because you're interesting? Yeah. Because we like interesting people? <laughs> so welcome aboard. Thanks so much for having me, guys. So why don't you give us um, a little bit of a bio? You don't have to go, you know, deep into every childhood experience, but you know, just uh, oh, just so not? we know. You know well, I mean, hey, you can. And we have a, we have another hour and twenty eight minutes if you want it. But um, yeah, just let us know who you are and tell people who you are and what you do and all that fun stuff. Okay, I'm Brandy Obey. I am from Louisiana. No. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you detected an accent, but this is what a true Cajun sounds like. Most and people outside of Louisiana, the only Cajun we've ever heard is Justin Wilson. So <laughs> that or um, Bobby Boucher in The Water Boy. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, neither. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I am a. I am a true Cajun. This is a. Um, a lot of people down here speak French, and uh, you know, my, my parents speak French. My grandparents probably only spoke French when they started school. Uh, so, yeah, we have a rich uh, tradition here. <laughs> a lot of good food. It's oh, yeah. true. That's true. Uh -huh. I'm, still, I'm still waiting for, I got to come down and get some crawfish. We've been talking yes. about it. I need, I've never had crawfish. Oh, no, and I can't. I, I can't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not your thing? 
No, I can't. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I can eat lobster and shrimp, but then if if you told me it was like baby lobster, I'd probably be able to eat it. But if you told me it's like, well, when I grew up, everyone in West Virginia, uh, they're the same thing as a crawdad, right? That's that's the same I thing. I think so. Kind I mean, of, there yeah. might be a different, yeah. Yeah. So, and my right. uncle used to be so into them, and I would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, like no, you just man. rip the head off and suck out the head. Oh, off. See, no! I'm, a, I'm an oyster guy. I love all that stuff. Ooh. So, I, oh. see, yeah. I don't I don't do or- oysters. <laughs> you, but not everybody not everybody sucks the heads of the crawfish yeah right <laughs> you, well you, i mean the tail meat is what you're after really we're yeah. we're northeasterners so like clams and oysters are kind of a you know that's a oysters right. particularly are a huge thing apparently. oh yeah for sure right. um, so but it's also you know about good food mm-hmm. well-seasoned Rice and gravy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, making me hungry. I already ate dinner, but now I want <laughs> Me too. I just ate before we came on. And I'm already <laughs> thinking, like, what can I put some Cajun seasoning on and make it better? <laughs> yeah. Red so pepper. have you lived there your whole life, Brandy? You, I, I, I have. Absolutely. That's awesome. I have. I grew up in Lafayette, which is... So now I live in a small town called Brobridge. I'm actually from Cecilia. And you know... We do have a lot of famous people from here. I don't know if you remember 1996, Miss USA, Ali Landry. Um, Whoa. I forget? Uh, I'm going to say, you just asked Dorito, two guys. Dorito, you, just, you remember the, the Dorito commercial? Oh, uh-huh. you yes. just asked two guys if they remembered Ali Landry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. Did you go to the same crazy. school? Yes. Oh, that's um, so cool. Wow. Yes, Jake DeLome of the uh, Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. is a quarterback. Yep. Actually, do you know who was in town last week who frequents the tiny, tiny small town of Cecilia, Louisiana? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. His, really? Yeah, his best friend is uh, from Cecilia, and he comes down pretty often. This time around, he visited all uh, the schools. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of people started posting pictures of... Uh, them and Shaq around. I mean, you Blowing can up see the him. Social media, right? Yeah, you can see him at the local Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> if, uh, if you go, you know. I, I mean, yeah. He he did he did real good for himself. I mean, he came from basically nothing and then played for LSU, and yeah. he was the he was the it guy. I mean, that was yeah. that was it, you know. And yeah. it, it, he's the quintessential like. I mean, he looks big on TV, right? Uh, but it's one of those things where same with like football players and stuff like that. They look big on TV, but then you see them in person, and it's like three times the size. I mean, they're just huge. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> they're just giants. It's amazing. I've had I've had the privilege. I've never met like um, an NBA player or a football or an NFL player, but I have met a lot of professional wrestlers. Oh yeah, and you have you met at... Ethan Carter? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I have not met Ethan Carter. Um, well, I mean, technically, yeah, I've right. met the real hey, Ethan yes, Carter, the real, right. whose name is actually Ethan Carter. <laughs> Um, you know, it's really weird how you, you TV just distorts your perspective right. on the size of people. You yeah. don't realize like these guys are massive. Who, massive. who have you met? Um, I met so I met Paul. I've met Paul Orndorff, Mister mm-hmm. Mister. Was, was he called Mister? Yeah, he was called Mister Wonderful. I met mm-hmm. um, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. I met Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam Bam. See, Bam Bam's a perfect example, right? Because Bam Bam is a big, big dude. Yeah. And yet when he's in the ring, he's not the biggest dude in the ring ever. Right. And when you meet him in person, you look up and you go, holy crap, how are you? Wait, right. if you're this big, how big are the guys you're fighting? Well, I think, that, I think that's a good point. Like uh, like Edelman on the Patriots, just because I'm, I'm not actually a Pats fan, but um, he looks small, right? But mm-hmm. then you meet him in person and he's huge, you know? 
I had I had courtside seats to a Knicks game, so I had like um, eighth row behind the net. And I remember the first time I saw Patrick Ewing. Oh my gosh! And yeah. I was like, you know, he's not even. Se- I think he's was like barely seven feet or something like he was close to and i was like this is the largest human being i've ever seen in my life it's like (laughs) you really just don't have perspective how big people get and i imagine Shaq. i mean Shaq's a massive dude right Right. he looks big on tv so right exactly (laughs) and then you think about guys like sean bradley and dikembe mutombo who are like seven six unreal and it's like Wait, seven, well, Dikembe Mutombo is not 7'6", but Sean Bradley was 7'6". <laughs> Minute Bowl, 7'8", 7'7". It's like, Jesus, 7'7". Seven, seven. I'm 6'1", and I'm taller than most of the people I know. <laughs> I mean, I, um, um, here's a little piece of my history. Me and my sister were huge wrestling fans. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, look, WWF back in the day. We yeah, were, we, you know, right. we would put costume, make costumes and wrestle in the living room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when, in, <laughs> well, awesome. I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to tell you guys an embarrassing story about me. <laughs> so in, in the early 90s, my favorite wrestler was the Ultimate Warrior. Me too! Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I loved him so much <laughs> that I used to wear neon shoelaces on my wrist <laughs> yes because that's what he and i would i that was my trademark thing and when when he died my friends came out of the woodwork and like dude are you okay i'm like oh okay first God. of all like it's like i'm a fan yeah oh that's dude awesome. i was like it's like 20 years later and friend my friends still remember me as the guy that wore the the shoelaces because i was an ultimate warrior fan and my so sister funny. my sister who was 40 years old was beside herself the day that he died he had just it was crazy because he had just had his indoctrination into the hall of induction rather into the hall of fame and they had just had ultimate warrior night or they were going to have ultimate warrior night on monday night raw and he died the day before and it went from this great party for the ultimate warrior to like like the the salute and all the fans coming out and i was like how did this just happen and it was funny because I happened to be writing, and get this, this is a little bit of history. Some people know this, some don't. I used to actually write the classic rest- wrestling column for an online wrestling magazine. What? Yeah. And I actually, they basically knew that I was a huge Ultimate Warrior fan. And right <laughs> after he died, they're like, we know what this meant to you. Would you like to write his obituary oh. for the website? And I got to write his obituary no for the website. It was, it was an honor. Yeah, It was an honor. Yeah, it was so, yeah, so, yeah, Brandy, you and me, old school wrestling, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're on Facebook, there's a couple so. of really good pages that just post just continuously just old fights, like from oh. the Coliseum home video days. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a, the yeah. greatest thing ever. I have a funny story. So the last show we played, um, it's kind of a, um, a throwback. It's kind of like a little arcade uh, restaurant, and, and our band played. But a lot of times... He'll throw in a, a, a VHS of whatever, you know, an old movie or whatever. Well, he, he made the mistake of putting Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, no. Or we, me and my sister couldn't stop oh, that watching main event it and, was make, so good. and making a comment. I mean, it, it was so great. The, the <laughs> crowd like, I'm supposed to be singing, but. Uh... Right, right. <laughs> That main event was so good. That was that was when that was Macho Man winning the belt, right? They had that was the tournament. I think so. Yeah, WrestleMania Four was the tournament because they did it at Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, Uh Mm -hmm. and it was yeah. Donald um, Trump was in the video. Uh huh. Uh huh. Funny. They did. um, I remember that because Hulk Hogan had lost the belt, 
and then the belt went up for the tournament and Macho Man ended up winning the tournament. And then WrestleMania five, the main event was Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man for the title. And then WrestleMania six was the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And I dare you at me if you think it's not. I dare you. I don't remember any all these details. Oh man, (laughs) six was six was Hogan and Warrior. That was the greatest main event in WrestleMania history. That was that was it. I mean, I I I almost punched out after that because like, what else is there? You know. (laughs) So 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 my dad took my brother to a wrestling uh, match in Rochester, New York, where I grew up. And I was younger, and so I was devastated. I was so jealous and everything like that. And he promised me, my dad promised me that he would take me to to a, a, ma- a wrestling match someday. And he never does, never did. And I, to this day, I keep reminding him. So I think he's gonna. Ta- he has to take me at some point. I got to go to my first <laughs> wrestling match. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. February, right? I, so I'm, I've been holding that over his head, but you know, oh, promise is a promise, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Apparent promise is good for all eternity, period. <laughs> exactly. That's it. So once a parent makes a promise, you get to hold it over their head like, listen, I know you're on your deathbed, Dad. I know you're like 92 years old, but you still owe me Dairy Queen. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did not forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's why, as a parent, Brandy, you should be careful of what you promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, dear. You're gonna, yes, your kid's going to be in therapy one day. And it's like, you know, my mom. She told me there were sugar cookies after dinner, and there <laughs> yeah. were no sugar cookies after dinner. And I never forgave her for that. Oh, I've been homeless the, ever since. If that's, that's the, the worst, worst right? thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Brandon, I kind of cut you off. So, no. so, yeah, go back to what, what, what do you make? What do you do? Okay, so um, I went to college for product design. Um, I didn't graduate I got out third year, second semester, just because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to find a job here mm-hmm. doing that. And it was really early on in the program. Um, so, I, you know, I got out and I did take AutoCAD classes and I did, you know, some other business classes, which, you know, you know what? All in all, it made me a more well-rounded designer, I think. Um, and then after, right after college, um, a classmate, an industrial design classmate and I started dating and he had a welding machine in, in his little garage because he worked for a, a, a classic car restoration company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it. That was You it. found it. I just started doing it and this was 20 years ago. Isn't that amazing though how something years. you can do... And was it instant? I feel like it instant. sounds like it was instant. Yeah. It was. And now my dad is a welder and he's built... You name it. I mean, the man has has done it. Um, he never he never really taught me to weld, mm-hmm. but I, I inherited something from him and my grandfather. So, um, yeah, runs I, in the I blood, right? I guess so. And I don't really don't even remember learning any of it. You know, it just came. I did it, and that's it. That that's incredible. Isn't that that's, cool? that's absolutely incredible. This was all before you two people. And that's right. what I was going to say. <laughs> right. So that's what stood out to me. So yeah. you said, it, you know, it's been that many years. And I'm like, counting back in my head, I'm like, wow, YouTube wasn't even around. And she figured something out. Like, apparently it was possible to do <laughs> to this to stuff learn before things, YouTube. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So and then, you know, pick up. Uh, uh, most of my jobs, day jobs, have been in manufacturing in some capacity. I've worked for a helicopter. Um, we, we would make uh, refurbished panels for helicopters, which hmm. was cool. Um, metal buildings. Um, now I work in a, in a plastics manufacturer. 
Um, that's, that's incredible. Like you're you're like living the maker world like every day. <laughs> Every day. Every day. So <laughs> and then I bit... sew, too. I sew. You sew? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, actually. That's, see, I'm learning something new. Yeah. I've... I didn't yeah. know. Do you know how to use a sewing machine? I sew, yes. It's self-taught. Oh. My, now, again, my mom used to sew all of our clothes as, as little girls. And then when I, when I was like, all right, I, you know, I, I want to get my own machine and mess around. And I'd call her, how do you do this? I don't remember. I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is, that is the one skill. I have the machine. Mm-hmm. I don't have any clue what to do with it. And actually, this just reminded me that, Brandy, you got the, the uh, leather sewing machine, right? I did. It's still sitting exactly where it which, was uh, when I got I have it. Ba- I just got a bandsaw a couple weeks ago, and it's still sitting in the box. So I you got a, Wait, you got a bandsaw? Yeah, I didn't tell you that? No. Yeah, that's like, it's been on my list forever. And, uh, but the problem is, is I have to rearrange my entire shop to be able to fit it. <laughs> Um, so that's that's the kind of the whole hang up. Oh, Actually, wow. Brandy, you've seen my, I did my little uh, shop tour. You've seen yeah. it. It's literally wall to wall, right? I can touch right, each. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. kind? Wait. What kind did you get? Um, it... I got the Rikon uh, ten inch. Um, that's the one I Deluxe. Have. The three twenty five. Yeah. The table. Uh, table. Yeah. Tabletop one. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be ripping down a tons of uh, most right, of most right. of what I'm gonna be You're using the bandsaw for is. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, if Dave Ricciuto says it's good i i trust him so well, it's funny because awesome. i bought it because dave Pachuto liked it yeah that's and my, it yeah. is phenomenal is i mean it? that thing is unkillable i love uh, it and you know it's it was a good size and it's good price i mean i'm so i'm super stoked for it but i gotta I, like i said i gotta totally rearrange my shop and i gotta figure out some kind of you know stand build and so that's the one i bought for the polar bear cutting board oh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I, I really feel like I want a bigger one, but it's just one of those things. Yeah, I can't no, I need a bigger it. shop before I have a bigger one. That's, <laughs> that's kind of my rule, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, but Brandy. So I can't remember where it was, where they talked about, was it on the making it podcast or somewhere they talked about this, um, very affordable, uh, leather leather sewing machine yeah the uh jimmy mentioned um make everything shop i think yes. he, he's the one that that introduced yeah and so it's it's, it, it's it's a hand crank sewing right. machine you got to watch the video though it was pretty impressive and then i watched a couple of other videos and i was like hmm because i have so i do i also do some forging and i've in the past made um handbags with forged handles and trying Vincent, to you gotta move, see you gotta see some of these and they're insane <laughs> trying to move wow. into doing yeah sewing more of the leather uh mm-hmm. leather bags instead of fabric you know so mm-hmm. i needed something a little beefy and i've been in the market for an upholstery machine because i do do some upholstery when i say i sew i've sewed one garment in my life and it's not worth it <laughs> 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 so i've sewn you know i've sewn different accessories and had them had them in boutiques when i didn't have access to a shop or you know i've had times in my life where we were renting a house i had my tool stored or i had a little corner in my dad's shop and you know i've had times where i, I didn't have access to my metalworking tools so i I just needed to do something, right. so I turned to sewing for a little while. So, yeah, that is See, fantastic. Bra- Brandy's like one of my favorite kind of makers because if we had asked her what she did at the beginning, it would have been like I do welding, right? Mm-hmm. But then, as she talks, more and more stuff comes out. She does <laughs> like a lot of stuff, right? She does sewing. She does 
uh, foraging she does well it's just like it's I love it because that's so true like we don't even realize half the stuff we do sometimes right yeah Yeah. like that how many different you know how many think about just how many different skills you've acquired over the years that you don't even really give any thought to but if you sat down and like what do you know how to do like if you had to make a list instead of skills like what do you know how to do like if I threw like if this was like a maker obstacle course and I threw something and said, end up with that product, could you do it? <laughs> and I'd be willing to bet that most of the makers we know probably could in one, one way, way or, or another. another. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, well, one it, of my first, I had a, uh, I was involved in an, uh, a public arts um, project early on. I mean, maybe one to two years after I learned how to weld, and uh, this thing was a massive undertaking, especially the design that I chose to do. So we, a few cities around the com- uh, country have done, um, what, basically what they get is a fiberglass shell of a Oh, whatever. I was hoping we were going to get to this. Okay, sorry. Sorry, oh, I got yeah. excited oh. there for a second. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, you know, I know... I've seen couches, cows, you know, big fiberglass animals. And most artists will just paint on them paint or them. decorate. Right. We so, had horses in Rochester, New York. They had oh, horses. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So you do know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, totally. we, had the cows in, we had the cows in New York City. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Well, our icon was the pelican, which is our <laughs> state bird. And um, so I, my design that I submitted was uh, I was going to transform it into a mosquito, which is the real state bird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I basically chopped the whole thing up. I had or the only thing left original was the head. And I learned to fiberglass. I basically learned to do fiberglass and body work. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I built for out this project, this, right? Right. Just for this oh project. God. That's crazy. Love it. I which, freaking um, love it. Which. So, yeah. So it had metal legs. It had metal wings. It, it, it was huge. And then once it was installed, it was stolen. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> it yeah. Stolen. It was yeah. stolen. It was, it was cut, that cool. <laughs> I guess. Oh, my God. I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took um, it took a long time to make, you know. A lot of sanding in the heat. <laughs> Fiberglass is itchy. And when you're sweating and it sticks to your skin, it's not the best. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, it goes feeling. I've I've heard that it like goes in your pores and stuff oh, too. Yeah. Like if you're not careful, it's like if you're not miserable. fully covered. Right. It's yeah. miserable to work miserable. with. <laughs> so anyway, so they called and were like, Can you please make another one to replace it if it doesn't show up? Another so I one? Did, I did. I, I I constructed a whole new one. Oh crap. So a couple of months after that one was installed, the first one was found in a field by a survey f- surveying crew. <laughs> yeah. No way. No figure. So, yeah. So I, I was just trying to escape. <laughs> I guess so. I had to uh, go to the sheriff's office and identify the body. I mean, they, they, wheeled, it, <laughs> they wheeled it out on a cart. Did they <laughs> have like a sheet over trash. it? Yeah, it was covered in a trash. They had wrapped it in a trash bag. It was covered by a trash bag. Oh, my God. Yeah. Vince, Vincent, I just sent you the... Uh, the pose that shows it because you got to see this thing because you can't appreciate it until you see it. It's cool. Absolutely, it's like an amazing sculpture. Very cool. Yeah. So there's two of them, in, I think, in the um, in that pose. Yeah. Right. And then you know, I don't know if you guys have ever finished a project, and then look back and you say, "How did I do that?" Yeah. You know, you don't even remember <laughs> like every time. how you got there. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so this yeah, was one normal. of the things where I had to do it all over again. You know. And it was harder the second time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is, right? You, you, 
you think it's going to be, I've learned things and I'm go- I will be able to, you know, not hit, make the same mistakes, but sometimes right. it's harder for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. You don't end up, well, you, you get out of that flow mentality, yeah. right? So you start off and you're, you're in the, you got all your juices flowing and everything's yeah. just working and you're done and you're like, then it kind of dissipates and goes away and you got to try to recapture that to not do something else, but to do the same thing again. Well, yeah, I, I think that's it. It's like, it's like trying, you're, the second time you're trying to do this, you're trying to replicate the first one. Yeah, you're exactly. recapturing rather than right. doing. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't imagine, like I've done, I've done basically the same cutting board design multiple times. And after, after I did the first, one, I was like, this is beautiful. And now I'm doing the other ones. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just don't want to do this anymore, and I know I I know they make money, and I know I have to, but sometimes I just look at it and like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do cutting boards. Like that's that's my ugh. struggle as as we've talked about. I, I, don't, I hate doing the same thing too many times. I hate See, doing I, the yeah, same I thing once. Mind. I don't. Oh. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> wow. Really. Oh, I don't mind doing things over and over. Really? Yeah, I don't. But I don't. But I don't. Do, I don't do much of it lately. <laughs> tell you, you know, it's funny when you said you were weird you didn't say that that was your weirdness that is weird <laughs> <laughs> more well i guess There's but i guess stay tuned <laughs> i guess when i think about it though like even your house tour right like you did those you oh, did yeah. by the um by the island in your kitchen you had those two those two seats and of course you if you're making a set of seats you have to do two and mm-hmm. you know if you're doing right. stuff around your dining room i guess for right. what you do i guess you would kind of have to do you ever notice by the way and you know just as makers and we probably all consume it ton of youtube everybody makes tables but nobody makes chairs <laughs> that's true right like and i've always wondered like it's i wonder why yeah. nobody ever makes chairs and i guess it might be the same mentality that says i don't want to do four the chairs four chairs uh, do yeah, one chair is it harder though like it might i don't know i think being me being in manufacturing mm. you know as a job oh yeah so you're kind of, kind of yeah yeah. Multiple multiples are kind of a thing for you. Yeah, it's funny because like I watched the last episode of Forged and Forged and Fire that was on on Wednesday. Um, they had to make throwing knives. Oh yeah, I see and it. they had to be oh. the same. Yep. And they were all freaking out. They're like, oh. I gotta make wait, I gotta make these the same. I gotta make three identical. That was the hardest, right. And that was part of the requirement that they be equally balanced, that they throw the same way, that they be the same shape, same weight. And it's like, yeah, I can't imagine like wanting to do that right. <laughs> ever. Yeah. I make two cutting boards out of the same wood in the same process, and they come out completely differently. Right. You know, I don't have the ability to be consistent, so I just call myself an artisan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, uh, I subscribe to the same mindset. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's handmade. That's right. why they're all different. And when, mm-hmm. my, when my thing is totally messed up, it's because I wanted it that way. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I include, well, so there's a thing, and I don't know, I mean, Ethan, you're not Jewish, right? No. Okay, so there's a thing in the in the Jewish religion where when people make something, they put a flaw in it. And the oh, reason is this. that, yeah, the, the Jewish people believe that only God can make something perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh. So by putting a flaw in something, you're making it... You're making it less than perfect, which is acceptable in the eyes of God. So there you go. There's your uh, religious break for the day. <laughs> All right, maybe I maybe I, no, so maybe I need to convert because I that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think I'm I'm gonna get one of my yarmulkes out for the holidays. Uh, I'm just gonna full on convert and be like, I am a Jewish maker now. <laughs> oh, every Jewish listener just said, Oh, really? Uh, Unsubscribe. They said, right. Oy vey. <laughs> Uh, so, you know what? We're 27 minutes in. So before we start on anything else, I think, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take gonna a 
we're going to take a break for our sponsor. All right. All right. We'll be back. Your the the video the 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 thing that got me interested in the world of brandy is your house tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I think I probably watched that video four or five times at this point just because I love that you just show a project and go and this and this and this. <laughs> it's mind blowing it, and, and I it's so casual. Right. It it really is, and it's it's amazing how much of the stuff in your house is made by you. Well, also, well, I, and. I must say, I need to add my light, my new lighting fixture. Which, yes, that thing's awesome. Um, I haven't added that. I need to tag that into the end. Oh, um, my God. Right. So so not only was that all made from the ground up, but there is one piece of furniture in this house. And actually, since my husband and I have met that we've purchased, and that was a couch. So the one. rest of the furniture, yeah, one. <laughs> the rest of the furniture is either, either made by me or flea market, refinished, reupholstered, etc. That is fantastic. So, Again, in case you missed that, the entire house. In the entire house. <laughs> including and, lampshades. I'll, I'll buy these you know, cool mid-century lamps, and then I learned how to make lampshades from scratch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much fun. You are so the opposite <laughs> of Ethan and I, because we literally talked the first... It was like the first episode back where we started again, and we were joking that we don't have anything that we've made in our house. Mm-hmm. Like, everything oh. I've made has gone to someone else at some point. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, yeah, I've made it a are. point. Or the yeah. scrap pile, but... Oh. <laughs> many things have been burned. Yeah, <laughs> many, yeah. many things. I was actually um, expecting our son when I built this entire staircase. So. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You can't just... What? That's that's my favorite part. She glosses over it like it's no big you thing. You just say that like like it's like, oh, yeah, I was pregnant and I made a staircase. What? Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's what ha- what happened. So we moved out of our rent house. We built. So we have a shop and a house separate. Mm-hmm. So I have a 40, a 1600 square foot shop outside. 40 by oh 40. God. That was the dream. You know, that was my dream. And then the house is also a metal, a metal structure that we finished the inside. So let's see. We borrowed a camper. We moved on to the property. We finished the shop first, put all of our stuff in there. I like those and priorities, by the way. The, <laughs> get the shop done first. Build the shop. Yeah. Then, then we'll worry in. about the house. Right. right. So we lived, we moved into a camper like the first week we were, <laughs> so we could be on, to the, on the property and work, be able to work on the house. I was like, I mean, I'm tired lately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something's going on with me. I can't quite put my finger on and why I would be tired. I'm so tired. I I remember laying. I remember. um, Can y'all hear the dogs? Yeah, it's okay. We're dog friendly. Okay. Yeah. They're fighting with each other. Anyway. (laughs) So uh, it was like the first weekend I called Corey. I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to (laughs) do? I have all these projects I, I, you know, planned and da 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 da. And so anyway, I had a great pregnancy. I asked my doctor if it was okay if I could weld, and he said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first time he's probably gotten that question. Right? Exactly. Yeah. He's like, "Uh, yeah, I guess so." And I also have a first cousin who is an OBGYN, so I would call her, "Oh, Opal, can I do this?" She's like, "Yeah, as long as you know, yeah, whatever." So anyway. Started this, started this staircase, and I remember cutting the metal for the staircase. And by this time, you know, I wasn't real big, but he was kicking. 
And every time I turned the soul on, I could feel him kick. <laughs> like, he, he could hear Future it. maker. Yeah. Oh, boy. Raising him young. Some people play exactly. Mozart and Beethoven. You play table saw. So, I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... <laughs> she went from baby Einstein to baby DeResta. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope he's a maker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... So it, it, it came in three parts. I, I built the substructure, the steel for the stairs, and then we put the, the treads on. And then I built the, the, oh, and then I laid floor upstairs. And oh, my God. Yeah. I had, yeah. Now, now that, by that time, I was pretty big. And then I did the loft rail, and then I did the handrail for the stairs. So three components. But by the time we were installing this last piece, I couldn't zip my coveralls. <laughs> I mean, I was big. <laughs> so, but luckily I had a great pregnancy and everything turned That's, out fine. See, this is like, I'm, I complain about letting the dog out. So <laughs> in between <laughs> projects, <laughs> I don't know how you did it. That's amazing. That no. is pretty amazing. I mean, but again, people go check it. Cause you, you, you have, well, it's on the house tour, but you also have other posts on the, uh, on the staircase, right? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, it's, and I it's have... a beautiful staircase. But then again, to think about you doing it without, when you guys are living in a trailer while you're pregnant, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was lucky. I felt great. <laughs> and we it did. Is... We did the the uh, treads ourselves. It's cypress, which is a, a a local wood. A lot of uh, cypress grows here. So. You is are it, just... is cypress uh, like a hardwood or is it? No, it's a soft no? wood. Yeah. It's okay. A soft wood. I'm I'm so impressed. Like I'm just scrolling through as you're talking. I'm just yeah. scrolling through your stuff, and it's just like, it just never ends. It's just uh, you are. I, I know I use this word a lot, but you're fearless. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing you won't make. No, there's not. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. I don't. I mean, I, I work with a couple of designers uh, now, and architects, but one of them that I closely work with, he knows you know call her she's the one that's gonna get this done right if i have a project that i need right you're you're yeah she's the she's she's the detail gal yeah (laughs) that is that headboard for your bed um the The ornate yeah no it was a customer wow yeah like i could see that like in the french quarter like it just yeah it just it's it's a your skill level is just it's off the charts. Thank yeah. you. Um, and that was one, for one of the designers. And, you know, okay, it can't do... Th- it was actually the very first project that I took on with this new guy. And he trusted me to... Uh, now, he, the guy who introduced me to him was like, you, you got a girl, go with this girl. You know, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was going to be heavy. It, went, it needed to have a half canopy. It wanted to have this. It did, and it needed to fit down this impossibly crazy hallway. So when I say, so it broke down into three parts, uh, the side rails and the canopy, and it was heavy. They, we had to shimmy this thing in, you know. We had a sh- barely straight line to make it down the hall and into the bedroom and into place. Unreal. Turned so, out so- great. So how much of it, when, when you get something like that, an order or a custom build, how much of it is a design that's given to you versus you getting to z- design it? Like, a, here's a, you know, here's a premise, go with it. 
it depends who I'm working with. Um, a lot of times the designers, of course, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. And then I come in and say, okay, think of the things that they may not have thought of. Right. How do you want this done? How do you, you know, just the, practicality deta the details, the practice, yeah. how is it going to go together? What do you, yeah, exactly. So there are some projects that I get to design from the ground up. And are those the ones you, those are probably, knowing you, those are probably the ones you enjoy the most. <laughs> I, I enjoy them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice person. Yeah, no, God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, like, I, I would say a lot of the ones that you've done for your own house are some of my favorites. So I think oh, your your design aesthetic, when when you're getting to do it, is is probably my favorite. Oh, thanks. I have so many... <laughs> So many things sitting on the back burner because of cus customer yeah. work. So I have a lot of things I want to do. Hmm. I hear you. <laughs> so of all, so now you have all these skills and you're fearless and you're doing amazing things. What's the thing you don't know how to do that's like, oh, I really man. do have to learn how to do this? There's got to be something on your list where you're like, I got to learn how to do that. I want to do more woodworking. I really Ooh. do. And, you know, I can, I, I can manage but here's the thing. It's not really safe to mix woodworking in a metal shop. <laughs> no. You no, know, dust is very, sawdust is very combustible. Very. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about um, adding on a, a wood, you know, a wood shop. It's so funny. Most of the people we talk to go the other direction. It's like, I oh, I have a giant 5,000 right. square foot wood shop. And out back on the porch, I'm going to build a metal shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, David yeah. Picciuto has been talking about that for how long, right? Yep. So, yep. Right, exactly. Now, um, we have plenty of woodworking tools. My husband used to be a manager at Lowe's, so oh. we've acquired a lot of tools. So that's the addict working in the drug factory, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be a dangerous job, right? <laughs> right. But, not, you know, it wasn't so... Well, I, it wasn't so great for metal work, but, but you know, we have a lot right. of hand tools. We've got a lot mm -hmm. of woodworking tools so yeah so you have everything you need basically for whatever have, you decide you want to do i well, have everything it, i need except for time yes mm. <laughs> oh, that's perfect oh, oh perfect my god that almost sounds like a question that we should be answering yes oh. right from the listeners that's a uh, great point right I'm I'm learning as I'm getting older. I'm learning as I'm getting older more and more that time is, you know, and obviously everyone knows this, but you it kind of starts hitting you as you get older. Yeah. That time yeah. is an unrenewable resource. It, it is. And it's like you don't realize it until, you know, you look back, you know, a year. Let's say, mm -hmm. go think about where you were a year ago and think of where you are now and think about how much has happened in that intervening year. And you start realizing, like, I have got to get off my ass because – there's not an unlimited amount of time to get off my ass. Right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And you know what? It, it, whenever I became a mom, you know, people wasting my time was, right. I had no more patience for it. Oh, yeah. At all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, totally. get, I get furious at people who don't value their time. More than I get, I, like, if you want to, you know, you can be a, drug addict or you know an alcoholic or whatever and i'll feel bad for you mm -hmm. and i'll try to help you if you're a person whose time isn't worth anything i have no patience for you yeah. like somebody right. who would like go to the grocery store to return something like yes no no throw it away right. stop right. it 
Your right. time is worth so much more than that. What are you doing? Exactly, exactly. Or, or people you, that find time to complain all the time on social media. I, right. I used to, let me tell you something. I used to be that guy. I was that no guy for, for a long time. You I know, can't believe that. I, 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 I can't believe it. It's really funny because people that have known me a long time in the last year and a half have seen the change in me. Oh, really? And it is profound how different I am as a person in the last year and a half. You know, it's not like anything big happened or anything, but <laughs> it really yeah, did. You yeah. really do. Your life just refocuses in a weird way. And it's, it's, sometimes you just need a kick in the butt to realize what's important. Mm-hmm. Like for me, finding making and finding this community and finding the people around me and being able to sh- learn from people, but also to teach people, mm-hmm. it's just, it's changed who I am as a person in a profound way. You know, and I've, I heard, I think I mentioned it on the podcast. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But Frank Shamrock, who is a UFC fighter, mm-hmm. has a, a system. And I'm reading Eric Gorgeous's book, Craftsman's Legacy. Um, Such a, yeah, we talked about this last time. That yeah, we did, right? The show is fantastic. So I, I want to read that book. I got it. It's a great book. Uh, and one of the things he talks about is Frank Shamrock's um, plus minus equals policy, where mm-hmm. you train with someone who's better than you, worse than you, and equal to you. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you learn from the guy that's better, you teach the guy that's less, and you compete with the guy that's equal. Hmm. And you start that's to awesome. yeah. you start to develop a certain way of thinking when you're always learning from one guy, competing with another, and training someone else. Yeah. And like I have taken I've taken that really to heart. Mm-hmm. And like on particularly the the main place I do it is on the Glowforge group on Facebook. Yeah where I am just very active. I love teaching people what I know. I love showing people how to do stuff. I did a video on how to do these resin pendants that I do. Now, most people would look at that and go, you're cutting into your business. Right. Not really. I'm not competing with a guy in, you know, in a small town in Louisiana. Right. You know, <laughs> that's, right. not, that's not my thing. I'm not competing right. with that guy. But I feel like it's our obligation almost mm-hmm. as makers you know, one of the things that Eric Gorgeous talks about in the book is legacy and what is your legacy. And, you know, I forgot what he said, but it's something like your legacy has a short time frame but long arms. Right. You know, where you just, you know, you're only around for a short period of time, but the things that you teach people go on forever and ever and ever. I love and it. And it's like, it's yeah. just such a profound way to think about, like, we're not just here to make stuff. We're here to teach people how to make stuff. That's, yeah, I love that. That's, I think that's... Fantastic. It's genius. It's yeah, such a it great way genius. to look at it. Because you know what? You could come up with the, the best unique product. You could, you know, patent it or whatever. Someone's going to find out, find a way to make a variation on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So th- that can't be your legacy, right? right? The thing that you make can't be your legacy. But the what you give back and what you show people and your ambition and your insight and all those things those no one can copy that that's personal to you and Mm -hmm. that can that should be your legacy you i imagine brandy especially with what you do you must have the opportunity to teach people often right i mean or at least to people ask you a lot of questions because you're kind of you know doing it you know yeah um they do um Actually, Johnny builds. I was just going to say, I, no that way. Was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> when he I love was... how every episode, we got to get him on because every episode yeah. he gets a mention. He's like the coffee tables in the first few episodes <laughs> yeah. they did the podcast where everyone we mentioned coffee tables. But yeah. Johnny builds gets a mention in every episode. We're giving him a lot of free well, publicity. Well, you know why, you know why though? And I'll, uh, I'll 
get off my soapbox real quick. But he is <laughs> such a good guy. He is. And such and a Brandy nice actually. So Brandy is my connection to Johnny. So me and Brandy were met at. Uh, well, we knew each other beforehand, but we met in person at WorkbenchCon. And the last night, Brandy was like, uh, "We get, the X Carve is doing this little party thing." Um, and it didn't end up being anything really, really, but, um, but we went to it and me and Brandy went, uh, and Corey or, uh, Brandy's husband went and that's, I met Johnny at the last night of workbench con and we've been friends since, and he's such a supportive guy. So that's, I think yeah, part of the awesome. reason why his name comes up so much is because I think he's the real deal. He's a super I, genuine person. I love, pe- I love people like that. People yeah. who their calling is not just to do good things, but to make other people better. Yeah, for sure. Like that, that to me, and that was the mistake I always used to make in everything I pursued. I wasn't focused properly. Like, yeah, you, you can focus on your work, but really your work isn't as important as teaching it to other people and encouraging right. and other people. And building everyone up. Yeah, I I never I always thought that was corny and trite, and I'm, I'm that's yep. how bitter I used to be, right? But I've come to realize that a it's infectious, yeah. and when you start doing that, people around you start doing it, and it becomes a circle that just grows and grows and grows. But B, nobody wants to be around an asshole. Right. I mean, I know. Uh, right. you know, I, I I don't usually use strong language on this <laughs> podcast, but it's true. If you're a jerk, yeah. if you're a jerk, and you're just like, yeah, I made this thing. Look how great I am. No one cares. Right. Nope. Well, no. Literally. And I think in Brandy's example that I'm a, I rudely interrupted again um, is a perfect example of that, though, because it's it's just about building, not having an ego and building up. So that's it. That's it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's it. That is exactly it. Not having an ego. That is. You could just you could bottle that and sell it. That's that's the answer right there. You don't have to have an ego. My ego got to a point now where it's stroked by, you know, lifting people up and teaching people stuff and watching right. them learn something that I taught them. That to me way better than anything else that I do is yep. watching people take a skill that I learned and do something with it. I love totally. it. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Go ahead, Brandy. Oh no. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Uh, not what? a whole lot of people approach me with questions just because I think not a lot of people do metal. It's mostly mm-hmm. wood. Mm-hmm. But it was cool, you know. I That's... got approached. I've been doing this a long time. And what was he doing? He was, he was trying to... It was the fireplace, right? The fireplace right? around, yeah. So he was like wrapping the fire... So he was redoing mm-hmm. his living room. Oh my God, that fireplace. Yeah, did you <laughs> see that? I remember it. Yeah, yep. so, so that all that metal work. All right, so yeah, the metal work... Go ahead, Brandy. No, no, it was just it was just about finishing the uh, the steel. He wanted to blacken it, and he went. He he was asking questions about how it's done, and I mean, I, he called me. I, he was like, "Can I call you?" I'm like, "Yeah." Hell's yes. <laughs> God, I think if any of the makers I know just said, "Hey, can I call you for a minute?" I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't, I don't." Yeah, but I mean. People are people. We're all people, you know? Exactly. We do forget that very, very easily. I forget it all the time. It's like, you know, like I, I had, you know, Ethan jokes, you know, I had some luminaries on in the first season of the podcast. Yes. And I really, it really did take having normal conversations with these people to realize, oh, they're just people. That's kind of right. cool. Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, I, I look at them as mentors and idols and, you know, whatever, but, you know, we are all just people trying to learn stuff and, when you're in a crowd of people that are, whose primary goal is to learn a skill 
any skill. Like I want to, I want to absorb all the skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so good. It's so. I smile when I talk to people because I'm like, wow, I'm learning stuff just being a friend with somebody and watching what they do, and it's just awesome. So yeah. I have a, I have a question for both of you. All sure. right. Have you ever taken the um, I don't Myers Briggs test? Uh huh. You have. Uh huh. Are you an extrovert? Oh hell no. No. <laughs> no. Really? Not even close. I am an overcompensating introvert. <laughs> really? So I'll tell you. I'll t- the, I'm the kind of guy when there's a get together. I'm the guy in the corner looking at my watch, wondering when it's polite to leave. <laughs> oh. I'm ask, that guy. Yeah, ask my husband. We are the last to leave everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, I'm witness, the... Uh, wit- witness. I am the... F- <laughs> you see? <laughs> I am literally... I'm the first to leave as soon as it's not rude mm-hmm. to leave. Because yeah. it's just how, I, just how I am. I always have been that way. But I will tell you this much. And this is... You know, people laugh when I tell them I'm an introvert because I don't come off as one. I make the hardest effort to overcompensate, mm-hmm. to be intentionally overly outgoing to compensate for it. Really? B- because otherwise it's crippling. Well, I and, can't. And, and I, you do a good job of it because I would never. I would oh, Well, yeah. it's funny because when pe- people that know me a long time hear, oh, you're doing a podcast? Like, mm-hmm. you, you, really? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do public speaking. Like, I, you know, I, I would do presentations at work and just get up in front of the room and, you know talk and give a pro- give a PowerPoint presentation with no notes. Like, I could do that cold, and wow. I don't have a problem with it. But I am just, that, right. I am the most introverted person you will ever meet in your life. That's I, crazy. Yeah, so I think it was, I was an IFNJ on the test. I think I'm an EN, ENFJ. Yeah, I, it's... I've, I've, I've never done the Myers-Briggs. You should do it. But no, I've done it's, other it's things very similar. Like, um, right. yeah, it was called social styles or something that are you know our job does and but i was a uh, amiable amiable so it's like the oh, worst so you're nicest person <laughs> yeah you're like the, the stupidest nicest person pushover <laughs> ever um, ethan i used to be i used to be a pushover I'm yeah not a pushover no way i would never picture <laughs> no that. i wouldn't even either what? never really no, I, 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 I would picture you to be one of those, like that picture you have in your feed of like you doing like Rosie the Riveter, like you're <laughs> flexing your arm and like, you know, that that's kind of how I picture you. So that's surprising to me. No, I was a total pushover. And then <laughs> I learned the word no. Yeah. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. I, that was life changing exa- for me. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I say it all the time. No, is a, I, tell, I have to tell my mom, mom. No, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> Do you hit her in the nose of the newspaper, though? Because, like, that's usually when you know. Bad. No. <laughs> Bad. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Mom, no. No, I know that I'm an extrovert, and this is why I was sort of surprised. I think I'm a shy extrovert, but once I get warmed up. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe that. I love, pe- I get energy from people. Like, right. Workbench Con was just, it, it was, uh, I am. I was I am, terrified to go to Workbench Cotton. I'm scared to death. I, I haven't nervous, booked my ticket yet. I haven't booked my yeah. ticket yet. Me, it's embarrassing. Me me it's but but you're right though. But I mean, part of it was just. Well, we had our little crew, so mm-hmm. like I knew Brandy, and so, as I alluded to at the very very beginning, uh, Brandy was on Katie Freeman's podcast, uh, Maker Mom podcast. So quick shout out for them. Uh, for, she's hey, awesome. She's I awesome. love what she's doing, and she is going to be a presenter this year. 
Yeah, I know, which is awesome. I'm so happy that there's like... I know. Yeah, this is going to be great. So, but that's where I met Brandy was through the podcast. And then we, so we had our little crew, but it was just having that was like, okay, I can do this because I I know a couple people, right? But that group of people, as I think I've said before, is so, everyone is so like-minded and and we're all a little weird, you know, like, and that's okay. (laughs) Like everyone's, everyone's their own personality it was mm-hmm. such an open, like you could walk up to somebody and just start a conversation, and it wasn't weird. Exactly. That's how I felt, at least. Whenever I was in a class uh, without one of you guys, yeah, whoever I was sitting next to, you know, you start up a conversation. Oh my god, it's I'm awesome. so scared. No, no. Be well, fine. well, you've got us, so you're yeah. good. Yeah, I know. This good thing is, I am going yeah. in with some. I know yeah. plenty of people that are going to be there now. Because last year, last year, if I had gone, I literally wouldn't have known anyone. Like, yeah, well, no, nobody. And I, I mean, I, I had never met a single person. I had talked to a couple, you know, Brandy and Katie and a few other people and um, stuff like that. But actually, but one of my like, so I, one of the talks I went to was uh, April Wilker, Wilkerson's um, talk that she was covering for. Uh, who's she covering for? Anne. Anne, yeah, Annabelle yeah, Trace. She was snowed in. Yes, in right Las in Vegas, Vegas. I think. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think she just loss of our money and they wouldn't let her leave but um <laughs> uh but yeah no so i went to that talk and actually you were there brandy but i didn't know you were going to that one and i sat down next to um this guy named alan of ac nailed it and oh yeah. okay yeah alan well, is and like i literally sat down next to him we hit it off and now we're like he's one of my best internet friends i mean yeah. we, we are so you can't like that's the other thing is it's good to kind of just get out of your shell and just sit next to someone and just talk you know i'm so scared (laughs) no no i hear you trust me listen my biggest experience in meeting other makers in person was at maker fair in 2017 that was the only experience i've had it because i don't have that circle in around here well neither do i yeah i'm the same you know and it's it's you know like traveling to maker to um workbench con of course it's appealing to me. I love all these people. Yeah. I love you guys. I mean, just even if I could just go and just spend a day or two hanging out with you guys would be like the it's greatest thing right. ever. I would right. enjoy every minute of that. Yep. But at the same time, I don't want to be like the clingy guy, like, oh, we got to make sure Vincent's taken care of, you know, <laughs> drag him along. See, I don't want to be that guy that either. There and really that's... isn't any of that. I, re- I mean, I because I was worried about that, too. And the really... Right. It's a, lot, it's a rational fear to oh, have. Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> absolutely. So... No, it's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't you call me a rational woman. What are you doing? <laughs> well, so... I will say, I, after all of that, though, I was... I made some really stupid introductions to the uh, quote-unquote big YouTubers. Um, so oh it, it, you can still be awkward at WorkbenchCon. Ethan, <laughs> 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 didn't I introduce you to Jimmy? Yes, you did. And I, and I think I was like, I like quivered and asked him to sign my, uh, I make I therefore I am poster. And, and he said, sure, of course. And he asked me what I did and I ran off, I think. so. <laughs> I am I am so terrified. Like, it's funny because I've, I've met, I've spoken to so many people, but there are still people who I'm terrified yeah. of. Like, you notice Jimmy had, I haven't even asked Jimmy to be on this show. And I have a feeling that he'd be cool about it. Like, I yeah, bet he'd come do on. It. Yeah. I'd just be terrified. Like, I know. First of all, what the hell could I ask Jimmy? Every podcaster, like, it's oh. a rite of passage to have yeah. Jimmy on. And it's like, <laughs> oh, Jimmy, how did you get started? We know he's taught at the School of Visual Arts. <laughs> yeah. What did you do when you were younger? He had a bandsaw sign making business. We know this already. <laughs> Guys used to make signs and bring them to school and sell them for a quarter. We know the That's story. So funny. Could That's you so ask funny. the guy to be a human being? Yeah. <laughs> You know, 
Oh, but wow. you know what? Brandy compared scars on her hands with Jimmy, and I think I that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> He well, said, there's a picture, and he, he, he asked, right? It. Yeah, yeah he, he said asked. it. He said, "Let me see your hands." <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you where I met Jimmy first. Uh, New Orleans uh, had a mini maker fair, and I wanted to. I was kind of like, "Yeah, I want to go. I want to go check it out." And then the week, I think the week of, they announced that Jimmy would be there, and I was like, "We yeah, have to go." <laughs> so we we drove down there. It was tiny. There was hardly anyone he hung out all day long i went to his talk i sat in the front row i talked to him i took a picture with him and then i just stared at him through the glass the whole day (laughs) (laughs) there was hardly anybody like he was just hanging out you know where if you want to visit come visit you know and i just couldn't do it i was so oh my god i'm over that now yeah no well all up on jimmy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about with with WorkbenchCon. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go all the way there, and then I'm going to be too scared to talk to anybody. Well, if you're friends with Brandy, because I can speak from experience, I was like, "No, I don't want to bother him." <laughs> and and Brandy's like, "Shut up, we're going to go see Jimmy." And she like dragged me over there, and I met him again. I didn't do a good first impression, but I did meet Jimmy. So yes, and this was, ben, this... ben you waited too. I ta- I stopped him. Yeah. I stopped Bob. I stopped yep. everybody. No, no, I, I made it a point. I, I went into WorkbenchCon saying, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there and, and force myself to meet people. But one word of advice, and I, I've, I've uh, texted back and forth, or messaged back and forth with Ben um, apologizing for this, but I saw Ben at the, in the bathroom at the, at the sinks, and we were oh, washing God. our hands, and I said, all right, this is not appropriate. Don't introduce yourself to him in the bathroom but as we walked out of the bathroom i was like but now is your opportunity it was so awkward it was horribly awkward and i've apologized to him since and he said no bad no no problem (laughs) but don't do that don't do that that. oh my god it was a funny story well and and so the bathrooms too were like in this like corner and there's about like a what maybe a hundred meter walk back to like where everyone else was Uh right brandy like something like that and so like I did that, and then we had this horribly awkward walk <laughs> from the walk bathrooms the back shame. to like so- society, and it was just so painful. Oh, so no, don't do that. Don't stop. do that. But no, yeah. No. Well, if I'm you're sure anything like fine. me, you probably would have just at that point. I probably would have returned to my hotel room and cried. Because <laughs> just like I can't do Inside this. I can't I was. do this. Inside listen, was. listen. Do y'all know that no one outside of that room, not many people, right. really know who they are. My right. family. When I talk about these people, they're like, yeah, yeah. who? What? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It, yeah. I talk, when I wear my, I wear my, one of my daily wears. I have like, I have a ton of I Like to Make Stuff shirts, a ton of Evan and Caitlin shirts, and a ton of Jimmy Diresta shirts. Uh-huh. And when I wear them, we go, who's that Diresta guy you keep wearing? Diresta. Like, Diresta. <laughs> who's that Diresta guy you keep wearing? It's like, that's Jimmy Diresta. One day, I, the one time I wore it to work, and one of my friends at work went, you know Jimmy? I'm like, you know who Jimmy Duresta is? You're like, oh my like God, spirit friend. animal. <laughs> we're, yes. we're besties now. That's so funny. I was so funny. I, I'm such a fanboy that the day he started following me on Instagram, I brought my phone over to him and I said, look what happened this morning. And he said, oh crap, that's so cool. He oh, follows you. Wait. Yeah. Then he goes, wait a minute, you do that stuff? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess I, I do. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that space too. Yeah, 
he doesn't just follow me randomly, dude. He follows me because I guess I do cool stuff. And oh, okay, cool. So yeah, Jimmy follows you. That's awesome. All right, yeah, thanks. Oh, <laughs> so that's th- awesome. Yeah, so we got we actually got listener feedback again. I can't oh. believe it, but we did. We actually got listener listener feedback. I love it from Dan Gamble, longtime listener. Longtime listener says I still have a few episodes to catch up on from last season, so I'm not sure if you have or not, and I'd be interested to hear you unpack and elaborate a bit more on your experiences and reasoning for deciding between either selling or creating YouTube content. Oh yeah. And that's a that's mm, such a good a question good because question. none of us are really into YouTube. Yeah. Or no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, no, but um, Ethan? Ethan, yeah, Ethan, Ethan's gonna cheat on Instagram, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because no, YouTube. Is. We spent a lot of time last week talking about YouTube, and yep. the clip that we posted of the show is Ethan saying, "Just make stuff if that's your thing, and don't right. start a YouTube channel." Which Wow, some people like that. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, yeah, I, I said that, and I, I first of all, I believe it. It's, but I think that's people need to hear that sometimes. It's I like, think they do. I think that's exactly. Yeah. I think you said something you that a lot do, of people need to hear. You don't need to do everything. So, so let's start. Let's start with our guest. Yep. And Brandy, what what about um, your reasoning for not starting with YouTube? Well, it wasn't around when I started, so it was never Fair an enough. option. You know, I never thought, oh, oh, people make money. I mean, Ethan, I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would happen if you took those shorts and put them on YouTube? What do you think would happen? Just all the your one, great, mi- one minute shorts? Yeah, all your great little shorts. Is that is that... Not, I was trying to figure out what his shorts that? had to do with YouTube for a second there. <laughs> what is she I'm talking sorry. about? Well, your we're talking videos. about my cargo <laughs> shorts or my jean shorts, my your speedos, yeah. your top my skorts. No, <laughs> skorts. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, this went to a weird place. That went to a weird place. Really. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I I mean, obviously, I have no idea. I think like, what what it wouldn't hurt. Would it wouldn't it? hurt. I think though. I think YouTube, from <laughs> what I understand. Just like uh, Instagram, they they reward people that retain people, right? Uh-huh. So retaining people for a minute is probably not going to be. Mm. I think there's something yeah. even worse. Like they run thirty second ads sometimes. Right. You run a thirty oh, second ad on a one yeah. minute video. Everyone that watches your stuff is going to be pissed off. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So yeah. So I don't think it would work. But the. I mean. But that. And, and so. Again, I've talked about this what every episode now, um, but <laughs> but I am like I'm working towards a YouTube starting launching a YouTube channel. Yay! Whether whether it's you know whether it's where I end up or not, who knows? But uh, but I am working towards it, and it is so different to edit a video for YouTube versus Instagram. And I I I, I got to tell you, I really like the Instagram edits because it's quick and mm-hmm. it's and so like I'm editing for youtube and it feels so drawn out and stuff like that but but you have to remember you have voiceover and you're actually trying to teach versus just showing and all that kind of stuff so so yeah that's an interesting question but back to you brandy because i think this is a very well that we've had we've had these conversations before and you after WorkbenchCon, i know you were doing some instagram and and videos and stuff like that and then you kind of stepped back and said no, this is not what's driving business for me. It's, this is not where yeah. I should be spending spending my time. So, talk a little bit. Well, if you will, 
talk a little bit about that because I think that's an inter- a really good. Um, I think Brandy's a good example of what we were talking about last week, Vincent, of someone who looked at what was what was what was the end goal and mm-hmm. and de- made decisions because of that. Right. Basically, it, it, it's not making me money. You know, I'm not right. getting customers from it. I'm, you know, now maybe if I were making a product to sell, it, it, it'd work. But um, I don't know. But that's not your avenue, right? It's like, not. You're doing, right. I, I don't. I've, and look, believe me, Corey and I have discussed it after WorkbenchCon. Why don't you make videos? And I'm like, I'm not sure what I would do. You know, yeah, right. What, what would it bring? Like, I know, I think that we were all kind of in that mindset, yeah. right? Where it's like, no. it wouldn't add anything to my business, right? right. And it wouldn't, it just listen. wouldn't. It would be something cool to do, I right. wouldn't mind, do, but right. I need to focus on my business, not focus right. on producing content. That let's be honest, no one's gonna watch, <laughs> right? Unless right. you get a bump from someone who's much bigger than you. And you're making content just constantly hoping for that bump, you're not going to get noticed right. on YouTube. Right. That's the ugly secret of YouTube, right? Everybody says just make good content and eventually... Co- no. no. I'm no. sorry. That just doesn't happen. Your you good have- content doesn't mean a damn thing in a sea of good content. You have Your to good own- content no, needs... Sorry. You- oh, it's okay. Your good content needs a push from somebody much bigger, yep. and you need to ride that coattail for a little bit. Exactly. And if you never get that, you will never be big on YouTube. Exactly. Period. Exactly. And so, hey. so the only reason you can do it the only reason you should do it is if you really want to do it. If you're trying to become a YouTuber, right. I'm sorry, right. you're you're in it for the wrong business because the likelihood of that is very, very hard. I always mention yeah. Jason Stapleton because, you know, he's my mentor. But he always says, don't do something that doesn't move the needle for your business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't, you've got to move the needle. And having a YouTube channel doesn't move the needle for me. And somebody would say, well, you have Instagram and you're there all the time. Yeah, I make sales on Instagram. Instagram is like a license to print money for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know how many agates I sold this weekend out of nowhere <laughs> because I posted them on Instagram? I had someone ask me today, hey, could you make one for me? I have an idea. Um, yeah, I can make one. I have a perfect color. Sure. I'm going to go down to the laser. She's going to have that tomorrow. Right. That's right? awesome. And that's, it- that's because I posted it on Instagram. That made me money. That right. one post made me money. Exactly. Why wouldn't I be on Instagram? Right. I'd have to be an idiot to not right. be on Instagram. Right. But again, um, it's it's what you're building, it's what you're making, right? Right. It's, and and that's, yeah. Do yeah. I do I not think it would be great for young girls to see? Yeah. What I've done, you know, well, metalwork. Of course. And will they see that? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? So that's I a mean, I didn't reason though for making content. I I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there because I didn't want to come off as insulting. But no, no. you are a woman in a space that's mostly dominated by men. Exactly. This and is why the the same reason a lot of well, ex- aside from April and Anne, but Anne is mm-hmm. is really niched down into you know yeah. the homesteader and but you know pneumatic attic. Um, th- their YouTube channels aren't that large. They have a large Instagram following, but. Mm-hmm. Relatively, you, yeah. You know, super talented totally. ladies, as talented as some of the guys, but the I I, I argue do you more talented in right. a lot of cases. But but why? What is it about their YouTube channels that aren't just blowing blowing it mm-hmm. out of the water like I'm some gonna, of these guys? I'm going to say something that might come off as a little bit unpopular, and I I, I try to be as even handed as possible. But I'm going to tell you what one of the problems is. And it's not a problem for 
all women makers, mm -hmm. but it is a definite problem for some of them. You don't need to be a woman maker. Mm -hmm. You need to be a maker. Exactly. Did you and, see you know, David Picciuto's post today? Yo, that I was, yeah, fantastic. Which, by the way, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about right. with yeah. the, you know, woodworking for women. No. Right. No. <laughs> woodworking is a thing. It's right. not a thing for men or a thing for women. You don't operate tools with your genitals. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> so you, you, there's that's no a, That's a t-shirt right there, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of, and I'm going to say, you know, like I said, here's the unpopular thing, right? A lot of women makers in particular, they put themselves out there as women makers. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say it turns people off. Because some people are like, oh, whatever, I don't give a damn. But a lot of people look at it like, oh, so this is a channel for women. And it, it, it kind of alienates a certain group of people who believe that this stuff is only for men. If you look at Laura Kampf, Laura Kampf is the best example. Mm -hmm. She never comes off as a woman maker she's just a maker she's just, just a badass april badass. wilkerson right. is just a maker yeah. right you know um tamar from three by three customs mm -hmm. is just a maker serena apia is just a maker right. these are people who i watch who i love who are just makers yeah they don't they happen to be women right, right. but right. they're makers first and i think when you lead with stuff like gender you do tend to isolate your audience, whether you want it that way or not. That doesn't mean I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm saying it happens. It's you can't deny that it happens because, like you guys said, there are women out there who do better work than some men who have no following. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's a lot of them. You could probably look at them and go, "Oh, right," because you come off as you know this is women doing women things for women makers, and that doesn't have wide appeal. And look. I'll say that some men do it too. Like the guys that, you know, all they do is make man cave stuff. It's like that right. doesn't resonate for people either. You know, it's just yeah. the audience for that is larger. That's all. That's, right. that's the right. difference. Right. Yeah. You know, someone, you know, Brandy, what you do is amazing. I don't look at you as a woman maker. I look at you as an amazing metal worker. Aww. I, you know, you just happen to be a woman. I don't right. care what you are. You do amazing work. Yeah. You would be surprised. And I, you know, I'm sure it's a, a Southern thing, but I've spent a lot of time, you get into a conversation with someone and they say, oh, uh, what do you do? Well, I, I weld. I do weld, you know. Really? You know, and then you spend half <laughs> oh, of the conversation. Cute, right? you right? Right. Yeah, that's right. cute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do oh. you really? Oh, do you does have... your husband weld too? Uh, you get all your but... stuff at Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah. I so... hear those conversations at like Lowe's or Home Depot sometimes. Oh, and they're like, the it, worst it, there. I, the I mean, there's only been a couple times, again, because I'm an amiable, amiable, happy person, friendly, but <laughs> I, there's been times where I've called the guys out on it, like the old curmudgeon, curmudgeon whatever. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the, sorry. The worst place for women in the world must be the, the power tool section of Home Depot. It is. Because I have seen old men. It's always old men also, by the way. I don't right. know what it is about Home Depot's tool section, <laughs> but the people that work in that section are always like 60 and old and cranky. Yep. And and like there's one guy that's in the Home Depot that I go to, the one by my house, and he's just the crankiest old bastard I've ever seen in my life and I don't understand why he's so pissed off all the time. Right. And I've seen him. Now he talks to everyone like crap. Right. But he right. has yeah. a particular he's an equal Yeah, yeah, but he has a particular like I don't know what it is, like a particular thing about talking to women where it's like he you can tell 
by his expressions, like, yeah, honey, okay, you want a tool, you want it. we don't have pink tools here. Like, you could almost hear them saying it, and you're like, dude, that's not cool. Like, I don't want, I'm not like a, like a social justice warrior or anything, but I have heard conversations between the people at Home Depot and women who are there for tools for themselves, right. where it's like, oh, dude, why are you, t- why are you like that? Like, well, I think that's one of my favorite things about, well, one of my very favorite things about this community too is it's, I don't see that at all. And at I all, Brandy, no, I'm, I'm no, interested because I could be wrong, but I don't. It's minimal if it minimal. exists. Exactly. It, yeah. yeah. It's. I, it's let me tell you what would happen to that man at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> My head would spin around 360 degrees, <laughs> and then I would un- unleash. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a guy giving you lip and you just going, no. "Oh, okay, I'm sorry." No. No. A, a lot of things that, um, yeah, like I said, you get involved in a conversation, and then what do you do? Well, oh yeah, mm-hmm. really. And then it takes about half of the conversation to convince them of what I do. That most you know of the what time you're talking I, about. Right. right. Most of the time I take out my phone and show them some of, the, some well, of my work. And then, then it's cool. Can I give you the flip side of it, though? I mean, you guys both know what I do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. My main thing is oh, right these days yeah. is making jewelry. Right, right. I'm a guy that makes jewelry. Right. Yeah, but... Okay. When I go to the crafting section, all the tools are pink. Right, yeah. all the tools are pink. All the stuff is like if I go to like the Beataholic website, all the stuff is pink. It's all like, oh, these pliers are very easy to squeeze for your dainty feminine pink. hands. Like, does, I don't does have a, dainty feminine hands, woman. Does a 65-year-old 60, woman come up to you and say, "Are you buying this from your wife?" Or? What What would your wife like? Oh my God, it's so funny because like I order like I get a whole bag of gemstones, and I can almost hear them going. This is going to a guy? Like, <laughs> who orders this stuff? I was, I go into, this weekend was a perfect example. I was in the, the section of Michael's where they had the agate jewelry. Because I've been experimenting with engraving on agate. Mm-hmm. And I went to Michael's and boy, they had a lot of stuff. And I was so excited. And there was this woman employee just looking me up and down like, what are you doing here, <clears throat> dude? Like, are you waiting to meet chicks or something? And I'm <laughs> like, I'm loading up my basket with stuff. Like, I'm not... Walking around with nothing in my hands, just creeping on chicks and Michaels. Like, <laughs> maybe some people do that, I guess. I don't know. But I was I was genuinely buying stuff, but the stuff there is all for women. And it's like, what are you doing? Why are you buying this stuff? What are you... I almost feel like I have to go over to, like, the leather stuff for a few minutes to, like, reset my manhood and not make people think I'm crazy or something, you know? Which is ridiculous. So it's that... that so that pressure, I mean, I think it's... It's obviously it's self-created. I get it. But it's there like you feel awkward in a space. So I imagine I can understand women that feel awkward in like maker gatherings and stuff because, yeah, it is a lot of guys. It's sometimes yeah. it's a sausage fest. Yeah, that doesn't, I, 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 I think, I think oh, okay. being in manufacturing, I've yeah. worked around guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's what's kind of built me up and made me, you know. Turned you into a tough broad. <laughs> A little tougher, yeah. <laughs> I've been trained well. <laughs> I still think, though, like, I mean, again, I'm speaking as a guy, but I, I still think the this space that we're in and the community that we're in is less is less about that. It yes, Lowe's and, and Michael's, absolutely. And I feel that at the same time yeah. every time I go to either of those places. But I, it's, it's much more... Like, 
again, going back to WorkbenchCon, I didn't feel that. I felt like nah. there's nothing, right? Like, I don't think you would last. We had this conversation. Yeah, I don't think yeah, you would last right. in this community if you were like that. Nor should you, right? Like, right. I think people would. It's very self-regulating, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's right. So we are one hour and believe it or not, <clears throat> we are one hour and 16 minutes into this podcast. No way. It goes so I fast, right, God. It just goes... Every week, I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're going to do a new segment this week, and we I, uh, we tried to come up with a new name for it, and then we just ended up blatantly ripping off Evan and Caitlin, and we're going to call it, ready? Thing of the Week. Because Thing we are week. not original, and we don't claim to be. <laughs> do, you so, have, do you have theme music for that? Nah, we, we haven't really given us a whole lot of thought. You you act like this is a professional production. <laughs> you understand that this podcast takes 30 seconds for me to edit. It takes longer to export it than it does to edit it. You know, just something simple like, na 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 na, thing of the week. I think we, we just have a our, song now. Yeah. All right, we're no, recording don't that. Use, that's terrible. Okay. Oh no, it's going to be in this week. Forget it. You, 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 you forget it. It started the segment. You've already created I love it. it. All right. Maybe I'll add, maybe I'll, add, I'll go over to my keyboard and I'll add a little music behind it. Maybe I won't. Maybe it'll just be Brandy. will be our uh, our muse. Listen, did, did I mention that some of my family are Grammy Award nominees? Did I mention um, no, that? No, you did not. Okay. No. So another, another in passing thing. It's like yeah, you know, I got some Grammy nominees in the family. All right, so you're starting w to pick up on this, Grammy. Vincent. I'm like, she yeah. she just drops these bombs on you. Like she. I made mac right. and cheese for dinner. I was watching right. TV. My family's Grammy nominated. Exactly. Like, all equal. <laughs> All equal things in Brandy's life. I have access to a studio if needed. Okay. Anyway, do you want to? I'll week. tell you what. Here I will go. tell you what. I will. <laughs> you. I will give you the opportunity. Thing of the week. Do a jingle. Oh, we will credit you. So we much. will credit you in the show notes <laughs> on every episode for coming up with the jingle. Okay. okay? Challenge so, accepted. There we yes. go. So I'm now on. we'll have a jingle. We are professional grade, <laughs> like GMC, baby. I will put it on my to-do list. Cool. So, Brandy, your thing of the week, ma'am. <laughs> Let's see. My thing of the week. So I have been trying to meditate. Ooh. Because so we didn't just have those same responses. We literally weird. did the, it, for the same amount of time, which was extra weird. You know, you hear it's good for you. It, <laughs> it focuses you, and it is the hardest thing to do. It really mm -hmm. is. Mm. I, I even have crystal. Uh, a friend of mine was like, "You want to go to the gypsy shop and get crystals?" I'm like, "Yeah," and so it kind of helps just to have something to focus on. But it's hard, guys. It's so hard. You know, mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. Another thing, um, my thing of the week, we're about to see. Um, so, you know, I sing in a classic rock band. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Growing up, there weren't a whole lot of classic rock singers, female classic rock singers to look up to, except for Hart. And they're coming oh, to our area in October. And we're all my girls, my, my sister and my cousins, who we all sing, we're all going. And I'm. I've been jamming heart a lot just to get myself pumped up. So it's awesome. That is my wife's That's favorite my band. Thing of the week. Yes. Really? Really? And for our anniversary in 2005, we went to see them at the Beacon Theater in New York City. And I I'm not a big heart fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm mm -hmm. not a big heart fan. But but the craziest thing happened. The woman that opened for them Ended up becoming one of my favorite artists. Her name is Anne McHugh. She's amazing. Oh, wow. And she became one of my favorite artists. So 
I wasn't like huge on heart. I enjoyed the show. They put on an amazing show. Yeah, I mean, but wow. oh my god, I was so into the opening act that I went out the next day and bought both of her CDs. Yes, I, CDs, trying... guys. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are those are those those things that go in that thing on the computer? Well, actually, no. Most computers don't even <laughs> don't have know, them anymore. Right. Jesus, I just looked. I don't even have one on my computer. Holy crap! No, I don't. Neither of my laptops. Yeah. Wow. So. That's awesome. So heart and meditation. Heart and meditation. <laughs> nice. That's actually not a bad idea. You could listen to heart while you meditate. It sounds yeah. It sounds actually oh. sounds like a podcast name. So heart and meditation. I'm, I'm I'm getting that domain right before uh, right before we release just to make sure. If anyone wants it, they're gonna have to buy it from me. That's right. Ethan, thing of the week, my friend. Thing of the week. All right. Uh, if you've been if you follow me, it's probably not gonna be that original, but it is what I've been into, and that's wood bending. Mm. Um, oh, I saw so, your video today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the Modern Maker podcast is doing another challenge. Um, I participated in the last one and then this one. Um, but what I like about challenges is just it is makes me do things that I would never do. And this year's was bent wood, and that could be bent lamination, kerf cutting, uh, whatever. And so I've been diving deep into the rabbit hole of uh, bending wood. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad. Um, but, yeah, so, but it's so crazy to me all the things that people are doing. And I think that's what I'm obsessed with is just the creativity that comes out of these types of challenges. Um, you get people that are professionals, right? They, like, they do this for a living. They're making things and participating. And then there's people like me who have no idea what they're doing that are just diving in and, and trying it out and messing it up and learning as they go. And it's it's very cool. I always find that uh, challenges like this are very liberating and um, and I grow a lot from them. So uh, that sounds cheesy. I I only said that once this time, Vincent. <laughs> this, sound, this is going to sound cheesy, right? Uh, that's my tagline. But It's your crutch. It's, it's my your crutch. crutch. It is my it's crutch. Your crutch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I've been trying to experiment with woodbending, but more than what I'm doing... I've just been so into what everyone else is doing. Uh, Sean Boyd, who's on now on the Four Eyes channel, he did this crazy chandelier type thing. I don't know if you've seen it, seen it yet, but um, really, really cool. Just a beautiful aesthetic. Um, and then all these people are just doing all these crazy things and with different techniques, and they're all trying different things, which is what I really like. And I what what I think these challenges are for is don't do what you know how to do. Try something new. Hmm. And um, and everyone's doing that. So that's what I've been obsessed with. The uh, the hashtag has so many different amazing projects and process videos. Um, so anyone that hasn't checked it out, go check it out. Um, it's really, really cool. So that's what I've been obsessed with. Cool. Love it. Um, my thing of the week is has literally nothing to do with making. Nothing. What couldn't have less to do with making if I sought out something that would have less to do with making. I like it. Um, my thing of the week are two YouTube channels. Okay. Now, Brandy, since you're my age, uh-huh. just a quick question. Were you a tomboy? Probably I would have been considered. Uh, look, I'm kind of vain. <laughs> you know, I like to have my hair nice, wear makeup, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but that's now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think people would have said she's a tomboy. Okay. I, I was just wondering, because you're the same age, so this is going to probably be really, really relevant for you. My two things of the week are two YouTube channels. 
One is a man named Chris McFeely, and the other is Rodimus Primal. And what these guys do, and this is the greatest thing. They are the greatest thing ever. And we will have all this stuff in the show notes. Okay, good. um, Just to make it easy. But what they do is they deep dive Transformers. Oh. Oh, it is the greatest rabbit hole in history. They... I don't know where they get all their information from. Um, both of them do these extensive deep dives on various characters from the Transformers universe, starting with the cartoon and the comic books in 1984, and then all the way through all the iterations and how the character evolved and changed into different... Because a lot of the Transformers characters kept their name but changed forms over the years. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, you'll see characters... And what, one of the great parts of the, these guys is they'll take one character and you'll see he went from, you know, being this to this to this to this mm. to something unrecognizable. And they do the live action movies, the com- the multiple comic books, the Japanese animes, if they were in there, um, the various series of the Beast Wars and all. It's if you were into Transformers, this is about as close to porn as you're going to get <laughs> because you will remember stuff. What what's amazing to me is my memory of Transformers basically cuts off around the early nineties and then is completely blank until the first live action movie came out, what was it, twelve years ago or whatever it was? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So there's a gap in my knowledge of Transformers, even though I was obsessed with them as a kid, like obsessed beyond obsessed. I knew every character. I knew all the actors that did the voice work for the characters. Huh. I had the comic books, I had the to- I was they were it was Transformers, G.I. Joe, and He-Man. That was my life as a yeah, kid. Yeah, G.I. Joe, I, I like Transformers. Again, it was a little bit, I was a little bit young. But, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. But my brother was, and I just, but still, when, when Bob does his, any kind of oh, project. Dude, and I, then my I do favorite have a flashback. Things. Like, I do, like, because I, I remember those, and I didn't remember that I remembered those, right? Like When, when he did Soundwave, it was yes, the greatest thing ever. Right. And I told, I, I actually messaged him right after. I'm like, you know, Bob, you do need to do Blaster now. If you're going to do Soundwave, you have to do Blaster. You just have to. But yeah, so Chris McFeely and Rodimus Primal. Rodimus Primal also dives into, um, he just went to RetroCon 2019, which is, uh, I didn't even know this thing existed until this year, so I'll be damn sure to go next year. But he does amazing, they do amazing deep dives of Transformers. So it's what I've been into. It's Something I could just sit down and watch on autoplay for hours and hours and hours and hours. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I got to check that out. You told me about that the other day. Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to it yet, but I was actually going to make a different thing of the week. But based on the way the money's coming in, it may be my thing of the week next week. Um, <laughs> so, Brandy, if you listen to the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, and I know you do, mm-hmm. um, you know what question's coming because we're going to close the show in a minute. But you know what question's coming. You know the question. Shall I ask it? Do it. Do it. What does fulfillment mean for Brandy Obey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that expression is exactly how I felt. So <laughs> yeah, everybody freaks out. It's oh funny because I know Ethan was listening before he got asked that question, and it's still one of those like, oh God, how do you answer such a deep question? But yeah. What does fulfillment mean for you in your life, in your maker life, however you want to answer that question? Fulfillment ideally would mean me scratching everything off of my to-do list at the end of a weekend. (laughs) And it never, 
never happens. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Ethan, I know, I, I don't remember who it was, but somebody said something similar. They asked, I think it was AC Nailed It on yeah. Instagram. He said, how many times has a project gone over the amount of time that you thought it would take? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, 100%, 100%. of the time. Oh like, God. that was my answer, 100% of the time. Yep. So, yep, I feel you. That's no, a... I understand that completely. Mm. Yeah, that's a, I, I know some... I, that might be a shallow answer, mm. nope. but Mm-mm. it would make me feel <laughs> so good if I could do it at least once. Right. That, and it never happens. That is 22 <laughs> people singing in perfect harmony. That's what yeah. that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is, that's it's funny because down in my basement right now, there's three projects sitting there that have to get done, and including the white the white whale of the cutting the Snoopy cutting board, <laughs> and you know two other cutting boards, and they're not quite finished yet. They're almost finished, but they're not quite finished. And yeah, those were those were going to get done Sunday night, and only needed oil on mon- on oh, Monday. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I mean, I'm the, the my as I just was talking about the Bentwood project, I thought that was going to be done last weekend. Like, not even this past weekend. Like, I had thought that I'd be done with that the two weekends ago, basically. Mm. It's just, it's the way it is, you know? It, it is. It is. I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm, I am scratching off one thing off my list as we speak, but the list is staring me in the face. What is, is the it, list doing being a on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> God, how long have we been doing this? I know, we're, I know. We're starting to finish each other's thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to write it and then scratch it off. <laughs> you know, it's, I think at some point, Ethan, and I'm going to have to leave my wife. You're going to have to leave your girlfriend. We're just going to have to get married. It's <laughs> yeah, the only it. option, right? It, 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 there's, no, there's no other route for this to take. It's just the natural conclusion of this relationship. <laughs> that is and Randy will officiate. Yeah. Do you have your license? Can you do that? I'll get it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Making plans, wedding plans. <laughs> hey, it's current year, man. We can do whatever we want. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's uh, Every time that happens, it freaks me out because we haven't been doing this long enough for that to happen yet. I can what only imagine. In, what are, five or six? This, like five or six. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so funny yeah. because... What, imagine what it's going to be like when we're up to like 150. Right. It's going to be like, we're just, neither one of us are going to talk. We're just going to telepathically communicate. <laughs> and we're just going to, we're just going to hear, oh, and that's going to be every episode. I told Ethan after I heard his episode on here, I was like, man, they sound good <laughs> together. They sound. Well, you heard this. And then there he was. You heard this, you've heard this, so apparently I was the only one that didn't realize I said this, but I said at the end of that episode, maybe you'll come back as my co-host or something. <sighs> and then the next episode, he was my co-host. It's like, but, oh, look well, at that. What's so funny about that is, like, you said that, and I heard it, and I responded, and but I did not process that at all. Like, when you te- texted me, I think the next day or the mm-hmm. day after, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was even, even, even Beth said it, she goes... She goes, so are you bringing him on as a co-host? I'm like, where'd that come from? She goes, you said it on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, I did? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize I said it, but it was like, I think it was like two days later. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Ethan, uh, how do you feel about being the permanent co-host? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> and then, of course, I sh- blew everything up. <laughs> yeah, and it, but we came back stronger. Yes. We rebuilt it. We have the technology. I am yes. the $6 man. <laughs> 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 uh, 
All right, guys, that's going to do it. Brandy, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. So much, oh, guys, Brandy. I enjoyed this so much. Thank you so uh, much. It was wonderful to have you on. It was wonderful to finally get to talk to you. I know you, you and Ethan have your, you know, friendship, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that you came on and I got to build on our friendship a little bit. So it was yeah. really nice to get to talk to you. Yeah, and, we'll, and, awesome. and we'll meet in person. At WorkbenchCon. Yep. Definitely. I think if I don't go to WorkbenchCon now, there's going to be a lot of people yep. listening who are going to be really pissed off um, at me. It, it, uh, your co-host. No, I'm just <laughs> co- right. Yeah, Ethan's going to quit if I don't go. <laughs> It'd be cool, though, because I could bring my field recorder. We could probably do one live. Ep- we do an actual no, live we, episode of the podcast. Randy, I'm putting you on Dude. the spot, but will you be part of a, a live because podcast? we make live? <laughs> totally. I, I think it would be so fun to walk around and ask a question to random. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Listen, oh. if you'll need me to take care of it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because I think you'd probably be better at it than I would. Yeah, right. I have no ability to talk to these people. Oh, I do. Oh, oh wait, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe yeah, a little bit. I don't bit. believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's easy when you're on cast and not doing it face to face, right? <laughs> Um, just don't do it in the bathroom while you're washing hands. That's or on the way out. Yeah, that's or on just the way as bad. <laughs> Brandy, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and catch up with what you're up to and learn more about you? So you can find me on Instagram at brandy.studioobey, and it's a u b e. And then my uh, website is studio-obey.com. Sweet. And I'll have those links in the show notes so anyone that wants to find you can I hope find I got you. the Yeah, I hope I got that right. I'll get it right in the show notes, even if you got it wrong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we really would appreciate it if you enjoy the show. Leave a review on iTunes or the podcast platform that you listen to us on because, believe me, guys, that makes a big difference in how much our podcast gets suggested when someone looks for a podcast. And really, that's how we grow. And we are growing, and we're very happy that we're growing, but we can always grow more, and we need your help to do that. So leave a review, five stars if you can. Share the show. Send it to someone you think might like it. Um, We put out a clip of the episode after each one now on Instagram, usually a day or so afterwards. So if you want to share just a bite-sized little nugget from the show, we give you those too. Just head out to my Instagram, Handmade by Vincent Ferrari, and you can find that there. And that'll do it for this week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Catch you later, guys.